Welcome to Lax Historical Context. I am Sean. I'm Sasha. And today's episode, just adrift in all the holiday episodes. Yes. It's a random general one. That's kind uh, of holiday related. If you're really Catholic, you'd celebrate all the Saints Days. You would. Uh, I I don't know anyone that is or does. I know. I have a feeling I know why I don't know anybody. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know anybody who celebrates all of, like, every day that has a saint day, but I know people named after saint days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're in a pinch and you need to name a kid, saint. There's a, there, And odds are you're going to accidentally yeah, like, name one after a saint anyway. Like, every day has a saint, so just, like, pick the day, name the kid. There you go. There uh-huh. you go. Or just name your kid whatever you want. Uh, discard any religious affiliation. I mean, but if you're really in a pinch and you can't think of any names... Or better yet, if you're people like me, don't have a kid and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that uh, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking about saints. Yes. Uh, I, I have a feeling this will be a shorter episode. It is because going to be a short episode. The thing about these saints is that there's not a whole lot on them because they no. lived so long ago. But I'll probably spend 20 minutes trying to pronounce my saint's name every time I have to say it. So there's that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I know. The beverage that I acquired mm-hmm. for today's, uh, it's a local one for us. Yes, it is. Uh, and literally as tenuous a, a thematic connection as I you could You know, get. they have a location in San Francisco. Do they really? I believe they do. I'll have to look it up. I mean... I'm going to take a sip of this real quick. That's like... that's like. I have a feeling that's them just like obtaining hipster cred. I mean, they're they're pretty much one of the most hipster places they are anyway so this this is this comes from the the brasserie saint james uh right here in mm-hmm. in reno today's today's beverage it's called the the daily wages uh it is a belgian uh belgian style farmhand saison uh this is a very big bottle it's a pint that sasha and i are splitting yes it's uh, more than a pint no it's a pint one pint. That's just one pint? Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Sorry. One pint and 9.4 ounces. So it's a pint in some. Yeah. So I'm like, that bottle's fucking bigger than a pint, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. So the blurb, uh, a refreshing straw-colored ale traditionally brewed to serve farmhands in Wallonia. Our authentic Saison takes three months to create using a complex process involving three different yeast strains added at specific times, temperatures, and gravities. Green peppercorns are added alongside whole cone European hops to give an earthy bite. Enjoy this truly uncompromising and gold medal winning brew. Oh. Wallonia is in Belgium. (laughs) I was like, they're making shit up. I mean, as a Belgian-style beer, that was yeah. my guess. Wallonia is the French-speaking region of southern Belgium. So Belgium. having having taken a sip, what do you think of it? I think it's, it's a saison. Like, it's not like... Oh, it's daily wages. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I have a feeling we've both had this before. I've had daily wages before. Um, It's not very high ABV. It's, it's a touch of sour to it, but not a lot. Hmm. It is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have bought it. Yeah. We've had it before. I was pretty sure you've had it before and I was like, I'm pretty sure we both like this one. Yeah, no, Let's... I like 
I like brasseries beers, but they're never like they never blow me out of the water yeah. with like flavors. I, f- I feel like they're too safe a lot of the time. They are a lot they of. They never do anything that's really adventurous or unique. Unfortunately, the brewery scene in Reno now compared to like five years ago is a lot less innovative and it's kind of sad. Like places like pigeon head never changed their lineup or anything. And it's yeah. like, no, you got to like mix it up dudes. Yeah. If you offer the same beer over and over, yeah. you'll be seen as the same old thing after a while. Yeah. Like I get like having your flagship beer and like another that you always have on tap, but like yeah. mix this shit up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And daily wages is one that they always have in the restaurant. It's year round. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's one of those ones. This is how most breweries that are more adventurous or they offer really good seasonals that are really inventive. Mm-hmm. You have those go-tos that are year round. The thing about Brasserie is that it's all good. Yeah. Nothing's innovative, but it's all a solid go-to. Yeah. If if I want a beer but I can't decide and someone's like, what about the Brasserie? Okay. Well, and also, that's the same with their food, too. Like, you want a good burger? Go to Brasserie. Yeah. Bad. But but if I'm looking for something adventurous, mm-hmm. they'll never pop into my head. No. If I'm looking for an adventurous beer in Reno, I got to go with um, Imbibe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Few times I've been there, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. like they actually like because they're more of a micro brew. They like do very small batches of stuff. Yeah. And so now anyway, they have a new location. Now that we have started talking at length about the beer scene in Reno. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy, guys. Uh, I can only talk a little bit about the beer scene in Sacramento. Okay. Been a couple of times. I can't. Every time I've been to Sacramento, now I've been to IKEA. So. Well, hell yeah. yeah. Did Jack make you go to IKEA? Yeah, but they don't have a bar. Yeah. Oh, no. But you know, near that Ikea, there's like three breweries in like a two minute drive. Oh, it's pretty nice. I'll note that for future. I've been we yeah, we've done bar crawling around Ikea a couple of times. Yeah, because I don't have a drinking problem. Yeah, not at all. You have a drinking problem. (laughs) You don't drink enough. That's (laughs) your problem. Yeah. I was thinking the airplane joke. I was like, do I want to pour all of this on my face? (laughs) This is still a pretty full glass. Uh, anyway, so let let's talk about a couple of saints. Cool this beans. Is, this bro. is going to be a short episode. Mm-hmm. We're at seven minutes something now, according to our pre-edited timer. Uh, what do you think? Half hour? If <laughs> that, I mean, I can talk about saints all not all day. I am like, you know how homeopathic medicine is just like the hint of a poison in a big thing of water, basically. Yeah. I'm like that, but with Catholicism. Ah, okay. I am. I am you're, just. Like, you're the little bit of poison in the water of Catholicism. No, the Catholicism is a little bit of poison mm. in me. Good. Just like a like a little like pink. <laughs> like that's how much Catholicism I have in me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I like going to cathedrals because they're hella cool. I've been to Notre Dame, hella cool. Go to the missions in California, also hella cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm never gonna be like Saint. Marie, not Maria. That's bad. <laughs> wow, you can't even do this hypothetically. Yeah, save I'm whatever. I'm not even gonna try because I don't fucking know. Save me, save me, or I don't wear any saint medals. Although, that's on my aunt. My aunt gave like my sister saint medals one year, like sent them up from L.A. Wow. And I didn't get one, and I was like, Why is wow. Tanya wearing a saint medal all of a sudden? You're a oh. sinner. I see how it is. You're a sinner. Cool. Thanks, Aunt Luce. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. So. I hope you listen. 
She doesn't. This isn't English. She doesn't speak oh. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> except when she does, and when she does understand it, she's like me with Spanish. We both know the language, but we refuse to like talk to one another. We're not going to come down to each other's no, level. No, we're not going to come down to each other's level. <laughs> so like, why don't you speak Spanish? Why don't you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> that was I saw this thing. It bounces around on Reddit occasionally. It reminded me of it. A uh, couple of people on a bus and they're speaking in Spanish. Uh-huh. And some old, you know the type of lady. Yeah. Just goes, why don't you speak English? But she was in a wheelchair and one of the Mexican ladies turns and goes, bitch, you got legs. Why ain't you walking? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, God damn <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> um all right so my saint is saint kitaria uh i think i'm saying that correctly <laughs> i want to look i'm just going to i i think so i Kitaria. So. it sounds like a town in la because <laughs> i'm thinking of carpenteria <laughs> um, so this is the following entry for St. Quinteria from the Book of Saints, a dictionary of persons canonized but and beatified, beatified, beatified by the Catholic Church by St. <laughs> Augustine's Abbey, Ramsgate, England. Okay. So this is about St. Quinteria. The most we can say is that there certainly flourished a St. Quinteria in the early century on the borders of France and Spain, and that... In the t- in time of persecution, she in any way attracted at attention is highly probable that she ended her life by martyrdom. That's all the definition for her that exists. I feel like there should be a little more written down in order to be a saint. Um, there's more to her legend, but that's all that that is official. That's official that in have. this guy's dictionary of saints. Okay. Which I had, I, I looked at. Okay. But, according to Catholic.org. <laughs> the most trusted <laughs> the of most all trusted news sources. Source, yeah. um, it says she is the patron saint of rabies and that her saint's day is May 22nd. The fuck rabies? You'll, it's in the story. You'll okay. see why all she's right. the patron saint of rabies. All right. all right. It's dumb. So what is this chick's deal? Um, to be honest, I don't know why I chose this saint. <laughs> I think it was a random. You were really excited about saints as a topic. I know. So. And I think it's because I wanted to say Quintaria. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could have done like my mom is actually named after a saint because of her birthday is on a saint's day. Mm-hmm. That's how Catholic she is. Okay. <laughs> um, but I did not want to do that saint because one, it's a very typical saint. Number one, like, number one state in Mexico. So I was like, I'm good. Um, and two, I wanted to... There's so many saints. So many saints. I thought... There are. Gotta give one some, some cred. There so are Saint are a lot of saints. So my main source. I couldn't even find, like, a legitimate, like, news article from, like, Catholic.org about Saint Quintaria. I saw a little bit. It gave a blurb, but their blurb was pulled from Wikipedia, Oh, bullshit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So my main source is actually from a thesis written by Catherine de, de Chef called Saint Quinteria, Virgin and Martyr, an analysis of the cult veneration and iconography of Saint Quinteria in France in the Iberian Peninsula. I hope you got wow. your master's in art. Wow. History. 
uh, I think it was from San Antonio. I hope you did well. I hope you got an A. Do they grade masters like that? Like A plus. So <laughs> when I when I did mine, the actual master's course is just uh, satisfactory or unsatisfactory. But you like don't get a grade on your masters itself. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. The the masters like the paper that you write is the only thing for the course. So the, the grade like for the course... But it's pass-fail. Yeah, the grade for the course is the grade for the thesis. But, like, but so it's pass-fail. It's satisfactory or unsatisfactory. I could write a thesis, and it could be total shit, but could I still get my master's? I mean, it depends on, I guess, your advisors, if they're going to be nice enough to pass you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but say, like, say this lady. So if, 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 if her thesis was published she in fact got her master's yes yeah yeah if it was okay. published that okay. means that means yeah because i got it from pro quest yeah because part of graduating mm-hmm. and completing it part of that is is okay. publishing the not thesis. that i don't don't believe Catherine. i it was a great essay thesis that i read it's like 100 pages long you had some issues with i didn't like your use of i because it's a thesis and i feel like you shouldn't do that yeah but other than that fine thesis Good job. <laughs> so let us begin. <laughs> um, so different geographic areas have different origin stories on Quinteria. Uh, France and Spain's uh, Spain's narratives of her life are the most similar. In her story from this region, she was born into a wealthy family. The French version of her life is set in 4th or 5th century when the Visigoths were ruling the area. Um, Quinteria was the daughter of King Catalyst. Catalus of Toulouse in southwest France. She was raised with both Catholic and non-Catholic tutors. See, that actually surprises me that there isn't more on her life then. She yeah. was a daughter of a king. You'd think there'd be I something. I mean of Toulouse. Well, still, no, no, that was, what year was this? Uh, In the 4th or 5th century. Oh, okay, that is earlier. Yeah. I missed. I thought you said... Yeah. 13th or 14th. No, 4th or 5th. She decided that she wanted to give her life to God and pledged herself to him. So she like basically became a nun and said, I'm not going to, no dudes get to enter this. (laughs) Um, And then Vikings were like, yeah. I'll show you. Uh She decided that um, because, you know, a daughter is only really good for one thing. And that's getting married to other people. At that time, yeah, that's what daughters were for, securing alliances by marriage. Yeah, her dad was like, hey, I'm a fucking king. You got to marry some dude so I can get an alliance going. And she was like, no, the dude I'm married to is G.O.D. And she runs off to the woods, to the mountains where an angel guided her. And then there's like stories of how like where she stopped a spring Brought forth water. Oh, uh, yes. Jazz. Yes. Her you know, miracles. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, saints I, love bringing water forth. I actually did not include anything about yeah. miracles. About yeah. I life. didn't really do I, a lot of I, miracles I, I included his real life exploits. Yeah. <laughs> um, her dad's guards eventually caught up to her and put her in jail. But when she was in jail, she caused an earthquake and escaped again. She was like, I'm a saint. Earthquake. And then she left. <laughs> but, you know. Them guards, they're good. They found her again, and they beheaded her. And when she was beheaded, it was said she picked up her head and then walked to her tomb. And that is where she lays. <laughs> I feel like that's a really weird flex. Yeah. Like, that's like, 
I'm going to be all badass, but I'm still going to go over here and die. <laughs> I'm <gonna> still die. <laughs> like, I'm taking my head with me. This is, I'm out. This, this is mine. mine, you motherfuckers. So that's the, that's the French version. <laughs> that, that's, a very, that's a very pointless flex is what I should say. <laughs> I could kill you if I wanted. In the Spanish version, it's very similar, except in the Spanish version, she's the daughter of a Galician noble. I like all of these versions have her as the daughter of somebody higher up in like the next country over. Well, because, well, no, she's, uh, yeah. But I think it's (laughs) because. All she is to everybody is like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. She's Canadian. You wouldn't know her. Like. (laughs) But I think they do it because it's like, look, this noble, she had the sweet yeah. life, but she gave it up for the yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. But none of them like actually tip- encountered it. Typical shit, yo. I'm starting to believe she's fictional. <laughs> what? <laughs> so her pagan father wanted her to marry a pagan, but again, she noped out. She was beheaded again for not following her father's wishes. Um, the Spanish version is actually where she seems to get the title of patron saint of rabies from. So it either happens one or two ways. I think this both stories were in the same account of her life, though. So in one account, it was said that she was vain and flirtatious girl who loved to, like, brush her hair and look pretty. So she was, like, brushing her hair in front of the mirror one day. And then a dog attacked her and she threw her brush. And then she was like, dude, beauty's for nothing, man. <laughs> Which I think if I had to rethink my life every time my dog attacked me, I. Yeah. For starters, you'd be on like you'd be like a cat with all these different yeah. lives from all the oaf bites. Yeah. I just it would be weird. It's a weird story. Demon poodle. And then the other one. Also, is... you'd be the patron saint of yeah. babies by now. <laughs> so the other one, the other like this is how she's the patron saint of rabies is. Uh, it was her first miracle, they say, and it was performed when she cured a man who was bit by his rabid dog. But I'd like to state, the dog was only rabid because the dog licked her blood and attacked the guy because the guy, like, slighted her at one point, like, betrayed her, and so... So she <laughs> did this to him. Yeah, she did this to him. She was the one that was a dick and was like, lick my blood, dog, and then... Because a dog just doesn't find blood. <laughs> yeah, they're not They're not vampires. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, you they're had dogs. to have let that dog lick your blood, and then he attacked his owner. This isn't Cujo. What is... Although Cujo's good. In junior I high, Cujo. I totally pissed off this hipster kid by just insisting that Cujo was a better movie than Nightmare Before Christmas. And I I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a minute. Uh, but I said it repeatedly because he got so mad. I, I bought a Cujo t-shirt <laughs> to piss this kid off. I can't remember if I've seen the movie Cujo. I've read the book, and man, that pulled out the heartstrings. The book was astonishingly well written. Like I, when it, someone it was like, me, here, this is about a rabid dog. I was like, how did he get 300 pages yeah. out of this? It was solid. And the movie, the movie's not bad. It made me cry. Cujo made me cry. Yeah, the movie loses. He just wanted to be a boy. Yeah, the movie loses some of the nuance. The book, it did a good job of just in very like one word, mm-hmm. 
snippets kind of detailing the, well, the dog's thoughts. And the dog's thoughts, yeah. yeah. And, and that's and really was, what's sad about it because he just wanted to be a good boy. Now yeah. I want to hug my dog. Yeah, and it, it, did a, it did a good job of showing the dog's slow mental decay. Mm-hmm. The movie loses that. Yeah. So that effectiveness is gone. So, but it's good, and she would would be a better say. person to write that about. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I said this saint was all around France and the Iberian Peninsula. What is the other country on the Iberian Peninsula, Sean? Spain. And? Portugal. Yes, Portugal's version. I, for, I forgot you already said Spain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Portuguese version is, I think, what drew me to this saint originally, because okay. this version... Is, is funner. Is the Portuguese version like Wonder Woman? Uh, but with rabies? <laughs> no, there's there's a weird element to it. And we will soon learn what that is. Dun, dun, dun. So in this version, Quinteria is one of nine non-tuplet sisters. God damn. Yeah. So it is actually supposed to be based off the legend of King Castilius and Queen Calcia. Instead of a king and queen, however, we have a Roman council of the Iberian Peninsula, Catalius Lucius Severus, and his wife, uh. Calcia, Calcia, uh, who is descended from the Roman Emperor Julian. Mm-hmm. In this version, Quinteria and her eight sisters are born at the same time to their mother. So this is like before IVF. This bitch had nine kids, which seems pretty fucking impossible. Yeah. Did she survive yes. according to these Yes, writings? so she freaked. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and not believe that. Uh-huh, so she freaked the fuck out because holy shit, nine kids at once. No. Uh, she also thought that her husband would Our say harvest she... harvest is blessed. <laughs> well, she thought her husband would be like, you fucked nine dudes and you got nine kids. I mean, everyone's understanding I mean, yeah. of medical science at the time. It's, yeah, It checks. Um, And so she was like, hey... Come here, handmaiden. Take these nine kids and go drown them in the river for me. Wow. Thanks. That's that's brutal. Yeah, but the handmaid was like not a monster. And Good. she was like, I can't kill these nine children in this river. I'm going to give them to this Christian woman who will raise them as her own. And so she did that. Well, that's good. And, you know, because they're Romans. And you know what Romans like to do back in the day? Persecute Christians. So uh, at one point, the kids end up in front of their dad and are like, he's like, hey, um, convert back to awesome Roman stuff and I won't kill you guys. But then he was also like, hey, you kind of look like me (laughs) and my wife. Hey, wifey, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, I had nine kids once and I gave them away. <laughs> this is probably them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this happened. That handmaid's going to get fired because I told her <laughs> to murder them. So, and <laughs> with that, he was like, I'm taking pity on you guys. I'm just going to throw you in jail. I'm not going to murder you, but please, please convert to paganism or whatever you Romans are doing. We're doing because we're Romans. I'm the dad. And, you know, do do my bidding and you know the sisters were torn because this was their father despite not really knowing it was their father and they were like well you know the bible says we can't like disobey our father yeah so i mean i guess in theory we should like convert but like let's not and so instead they escape the prison and decide to like 
fight a guerrilla war against the Romans in the hills. I mean, what else? Yeah, why, what else are you going to do? What not? else are you going right? to do? Um, they I want to leave a life of notoriety. I could fight the biggest empire the world's seen, at least Europe. Yeah. Not the biggest. Uh, Rome was big, but they weren't the biggest. So they were all caught basically pretty quickly and killed because there were just nine chicks running in like the forest. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a guerrilla movement. Uh, <laughs> Kitaria was not caught right away and wandered into the mountains until she was told to come down by God. And then her dad was like, hey. I didn't realize God was like, bro, you got to give this up, man. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, call it in. <laughs> so her dad found out. And was like, hey, how about this? Marry this dude. You're my daughter. We'll all be cool. Forget about this whole Christianity thing. And we'll be chill together in my palace or whatever yeah. he was living in. Yeah. And uh, King Teria was like, no, I, you know, I gave my life to God. It's only him that will be inside of me. Um, <laughs> and uh, And he beheaded her because that's what you do. Um, yeah. And then in this story also, a big part of her story is she picks up her head and walks to her tomb because she's just like, I'm out. I'm, again, man, <laughs> what a pointless flex. Uh -huh. like, like, man, <laughs> I'm good. I could do so much more, but I'm tired, bro. I've been running around in the hills for a <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I don't know why God told me to come down here and get beheaded, but I'm just going to pick up my head and we'll yeah. go have a talk. I'm going to go have a nap. Yeah. Like, Thanks, guys. So that is the short origin story of Saint Quinteria, the saint patron saint of rabies. Interesting. Uh-huh. And her her nine sisters. One of her sisters was also a saint, but I don't know I forget which one. Like there was some article that listed all their names, but I was like, I don't I don't care. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we're we're probably gonna go over half an hour looking at the timer. Um I can stretch when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm not even going to bother because 30 minutes is like my minimum standard. Yeah. I don't care if you're, you know, five, six of the episode. We're good. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so my, my saint is uh, St. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. uh, I drunkenly, not drunkenly, I wasn't drunk. I called him at Friendsgiving a few weeks ago. Where I was very drunk. Yeah. And I called him via text. Because he's one of my favorite uh, favorites. Two stories I have, one of which is true and relates to our profession. Will you name a dog St. Lawrence? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I want and him then, to be a big floofer. And then uh, a second, and then just to throw it off, I'll get it. He'll be a St. Bernard, too. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I love St. Bernard's. They're so, so nice. The, uh, the second story about him is most certainly false. Because of historical implications, mm -hmm. but it, it's what's most famous about him, and I just love it. It's a great story. So, St. Lawrence. Supposedly, he was born on December 31st, 225 in modern-day Spain. Okay. Uh, there's some debate as to where in Spain, most likely either Valencia or Huesca. So... There you I go. know where Valencia is. Mm, haven't heard of Huesca. Uh, Huesca is in what's today the Basque Country, that little region. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, while while growing up there as a young man, he met uh, the future Pope Sixtus the <laughs> Second, which is kind yeah. of an infuriating name. Oh, I wish um, he was Sixtus the <laughs> Sixth. Right. Uh, so. 
He, there were two sixths. Sixths, yeah. Well, remember when you're elected Sixth pope, you die? choose a name. So someone was like, "I'm gonna be Pope Sixtus because that's fucking cool." And then this guy was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be Sixtus too." Literally, was he just like? Hoping that eventually they'd get up to the sixth, and he's like, "I need to put in my dues." Right, and then <laughs> then the elected pope, and he was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Pope Sixtus, uh, he meets him in Spain, and eventually goes with him to Rome. In two fifty seven, Sixtus actually becomes pope. Mm-hmm. We don't have a record of what his name was before he became pope, um, but anyway, he made Lawrence a deacon. Cool. And he was effectively he was the archdeacon of Rome. Um, which means so that's a pretty big high up deacon. That is, deacon that is that is a that's huge. like deacons are like number two. Yeah, on the on the pope hierarchy or the the Catholic Church hierarchy. The popearchy. The popearchy. <laughs> the popearchy. Uh, deacons are second only to bishops, and of course, the pope is the bishop of Rome. Oh, okay. So that's how that. So he was he was pretty big deal. Where are then cardinals are below deacons? I'm not sure what it is now, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure the exact breakdown now, but at the time it was bishop deacon, mm-hmm. and the pope is the bishop of Rome. But because it's Rome, which is apparently the point closest to God, that's why that position is the pope. How is so, that the point closest to God? I don't fucking know. Like everything happened in like the Middle East. I mean, <laughs> it's not a high mountain. Well, they we didn't have Constantinople, Constantinople at this time. But did we have Istanbul? <laughs> <laughs> Istanbul, Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, Constantinople. Now we're getting a strike for copyright. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. They might be giants. Uh, they seem like they're cool guys. Yeah. I don't anyway, think they care. so yeah, so he was made. Lawrence was uh, a deacon, made him the archdeacon of Rome, but he was in charge of the church's treasury, and overseeing the giving of aid to the poor. Nice. So uh, for this, he is considered the patron saint of the poor. He was. Oh, yeah. I don't like him. <laughs> so. Uh, some people may know, and Sasha just uh, spoke to it, so if you didn't know before, you did a few minutes ago, uh, Rome wasn't exactly friendly towards Christians for a long time. Oh, no, they were not fans. Uh, but, Sasha, I have a pop quiz for you. Uh-huh. When did Rome become Christian? I don't care. No, like 20 years ago. With a Vespa and <laughs> some wine. December of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, so, they were uh, like, fuck it, it's the mil- new millennia. <laughs> right? So Rome became Christian in 313. Okay. Uh, uh, you're failing the pop quiz, but let's keep going anyway. Who was the one that converted Rome to Christianity? Pope. No. Not Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor. You're partway Wa- there. Emperor Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, changing an answer <laughs> no uh, so it was Emperor uh, Constantine uh, he issued the edict wasn't of that m- who was Walking Phoenix in that no, movie no 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 he played a different Constantine <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> uh, also and he didn't play Constantine then <laughs> 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 who was he in the movie uh, I, now I have to look up the guy's name he was like um, it was a C name though wasn't yeah it? yeah it like, was Crapolius? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's Carmen? see. Let's see just how quickly. Commodus. Commodus. Yeah, there I was you like, go. let's see how quickly I can Google shit. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, Constantine issued the Edict of Milan in 313. Uh, in 312, before the Battle of Milvian Bridge, 
uh, he s- claimed to have seen a sign in the heavens telling him that he'd win. He saw a sign. And he did win, so he was like, holy shit, maybe there's something to this God thing, and he is, became Christian. Is he a saint? He should be a saint because he turned a whole nation Christian. I don't I don't think he is. Can I make him one? Maybe. Bink. Okay, He's a saint there now. you go. So anyway, so before this, Rome was like super harsh against Christians. Well, yeah. Starting, oddly enough, with the first one. <laughs> But um, you know, bad joke. I know he wasn't Christian. You know, uh, he was Jewish. So, Emperor Valerian. Like Valerian Steel? Yes, <laughs> except no. Cool. <laughs> except no. Valerian, he didn't like Christians. Right. I mean, most people... I mean, I wouldn't like them if suddenly, you know, I was worshipping all these cool Roman gods and stuff, and then yeah. my emperor was like, guess what, guys? <laughs> We're switching it up. Well, remember, so this is before that. Okay. That was an aside pop quiz. Because I assume people were like, were people angry when Constantine was like, guess what? So, actually, the Edict of Milan, it didn't say, hey, we're all Christian. Now, formally, what it did was just, like, make all religions legal. But he was like, by the way, I'm Christian, and you all should be, too. Which is where that attitude started. But did it it make all religions legal, wink, wink, where it's like, if you're you're Jewish, you're Muslim, we're still going to just, like... Probably. Well, well, Islam wasn't a thing yet. Oh, yeah. But that, that was a few hundred years away. But... Probably. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. hmm, good. So, uh, yeah, so it's 257. Sixtus II is now Pope. Um, but Valerian is like, yo, I don't fucking like these Christian guys. So he goes to the Senate and he goes, I need you guys to fucking solve this problem. Tell all this Christian clergy they're going to sacrifice themselves to the Roman gods or we're going to banish them. Uh, and then the Christian clergy are like, but we don't believe in your gods. <laughs> right. So, so, so it doesn't yeah. exactly go over well. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Right. It doesn't go over well. So he's like, okay, fine. We're going to take round two. And he ramps it up a little bit. 258. It's August. Sixtus has been Pope for about a year. And Valerian just, he escalates things a little bit. I would argue unreasonably fast. <laughs> where he just says, all bishops, priests, and deacons are to be executed. <laughs> that, I mean, start with like the priests, right? He just work your way up because deacons are probably yeah. like enriched in the upper class anyway, right. so it's gonna be kind of hard. So it's just like you're all gonna die. So August sixth, two fifty eight, Sixtus is executed along with a whole bunch of other church officials. Poor Popey. Right? It's like that's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prefect of Rome then finds Lawrence. And says, hey, your church is starting to become a pretty serious organization. You have a lot of riches. We're, we demand that you turn them over to Rome. No, you just killed half my bros, man. Right? Fuck and Lor- you. And Lawrence does this whole very reasonable. He goes, okay, okay, uh, okay. But there's a lot. I'm going to need a few days to gather it. I'm going to need a few days. I'm going to need a couple of wagons. Right? <laughs> so the prefect is like, you know what? That's reasonable. You I have, mean, it is you, reasonable. Yeah, it's like you like, have three days to gather it, then I, I will find you, right? It's like all my assets aren't like liquid right now, so yeah. I'm going to need to <laughs> right. like... And you, and you just spot me like a couple co- Benjamins. Yeah, because like, I need to like, you know... Uh, so Lawrence, uh, he takes all the church's writings, because remember, this stuff is like new and he doesn't want it to be destroyed. Yeah. It's the foundation of his faith. He takes it all and hides it so that Rome can't destroy it, which, fun fact and related to our profession... 
for this. Uh, Lawrence is the patron saint of librarians and archivists. Gross, because Cause, cause I feel he, like I knew that already, but yeah. I think it was from a gross source. Yeah, now it's from a better one. Yeah. Uh, I just also imagine him like... now is your own drinking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine him shoving a bunch of papers down his like toga. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know what. I don't know what this is. I gained a lot gained of weight the last I'm few days. I'm bloating. You know, I had too much salt. You <laughs> killed all my friends, and now I'm stress eating. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. So anyway, the other thing he spent the three days doing was gathering up all of the city's poor. And then Lawrence, like being one of those guys charged with a task, did it. Like, he was in charge of giving money to the poor. Yeah. He gave money to the poor. Oh, snap. So after three days, he goes to the prefect of Rome, and he brings all the city's <laughs> poor with him. And he basically says, you wanted the church's riches. Here you go. Uh, Here they are. I gave them to these people so they could feed. Here you go. And it's all these people with full bellies and, like, food on their backs. Lawrence is like... This is what the church does. These are the church's wealth. These people. Ugh. And the prefect is like I I I ugh because like that is such like <sighs> Right? <laughs> right. It's kind of cringy, but at the same it's time It's so cringy. It's 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 also kind of cool. Like it's you're cool. basically daring the prefect of Rome kill everybody. It's Come on, cool, but it is everybody. so cringy. So supposedly the prefect was so mad that he decided he's not just going to execute Lawrence He's going to do it slowly. Mm. So he throws him in jail overnight. This is the part that's most probably not true, and I'll uh-huh. get to that in a moment. And he orders a massive gridiron assembled out of pieces of metal and shit. What's a gridiron? Iron, like metal, in the shape of a grid. Like, think a grill. Okay. And he okay. And he gets wood and coals underneath it. And he lights it on fire. Oh, so he's going to grill him a St. Lawrence. He's going to cook him. I and mean, is he so going to eat him afterwards? Because I feel like it's just like rude <laughs> not to. So he throws him on and he literally starts cooking this man alive. Hmm. Like, And it's bad. And then that's where Lawrence is his famous reply, which he yelled cheerfully, this side is done. <laughs> oh, that's good. Turn me over. <laughs> good. And then, and, then, and then he does so. And for this, he's considered the patron saint of cooks and chefs. <laughs> now, so it's probably not true, though, unfortunately, because the emperor's edict called for everyone to be executed via decapitation. Mm. Like, specifically. Yeah. Find these people and cut their fucking heads off. Um, and the prefect, while powerful, cooking him, <laughs> like, badass and probably smelly, would have technically been in violation of the Do emperor's edict. Do you smell good? Like, grilling meat, yeah. I mean, he's from Spain. They're they're a flavorful people. Uh huh. Mmm, <laughs> saffron. But like, uh, I guess it wouldn't smell good because you, like, if I was gonna if I was gonna cook somebody alive, <laughs> I would have to shave them because the and, smell of burning hair is not great. And this dude had spent three days hanging around with a poor. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, clean, I yeah. mean, I guess yeah. they could have washed him in prison. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and, and had spent a night in prison. So it's probably not true. Um, there are some theories as to how the story became popular. One is a mistranslation with one of the synonyms for execution. Mm-hmm. If you accidentally, accidentally leave a letter off of it, it's the word for roasted. So oh. someone is like maybe someone misinterpreted an accidental typo sort yeah. of a thing. But then the other theory is that it's just straight up Christian propaganda, wanting to make the dude look cool. Like, I mean, that um, is a pretty badass story. It is. Um, I hope they marinated him in like some <laughs> garlic. Yeah. 
slathered him in butter, maybe. Tabasco. No Tabasco. <laughs> you gotta do a little garlic uh, butter situation. So so that's that's basically it for Saints Lawrence. Uh he died on August tenth, two fifty eight, so August tenth is his feast day. Mm. Uh he is one of the most venerated saints in the Catholic Church. He is considered the third patron of Rome after Saints Peter and Paul. That's interesting because so, yeah. Peter and Paul are like big time. Yeah, so he has he has a pretty big legacy, but there's not a whole lot to the story. Mm. So my sources, uh, I I read the article Saint Lawrence on franciscanmedia.org, and then uh, about Saint Lawrence the martyr on saintlawrencewr.org. I choose to believe YR or WR stands for wide receiver, <laughs> and he's just the the, the patron saint of wide receivers as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 the he's the receiver on the Catholic Church's fantasy team. I mean, but I was also reminded about an article that I read for school a long time ago, and I read that bit for the part on Valerian, which was imperial religious policy and Valerian's persecution of the Church, AD two fifty seven to two sixty, by Christopher J. Haas which was published in Church History, Volume 52, Number 2, in 1983. Oh, I know it well. I subscribe. Yeah, uh, as, as well you should. I mean, when I need my church history. Yeah. I yeah. get it from there. So, yeah, so that's St. Lawrence. Yay! Those, and those are saints. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Those are two of them. Those are we, two of them. Discussed. We could do, like, a series on saints if we weren't so... I... I hesitate to use this term, but sinnery. Yeah. <laughs> the Jeebus in us aren't like. He's not strong with us. No, I mean. If some... Jeebus is in charge of the force, we are not Jedi. Sometimes. Have you ever been like so drunk that you think, I should go to church? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, because you weren't like. I like used to go to church a lot as a kid. I I, I had to endure it for a while. But I was never really I mean, like, convinced. Every Sunday s- until I was like 16, I went to church. Yeah, nope. And then like catechism class every Tuesday. I went to two Sunday schools and I think I had a sort of wa- or Sunday school classes. I think I just kind of wandered out of one because I thought we were done and then I never went back. Well, we had Sunday school and then we had to go to church after Sunday school. So we like every Sunday would start Sunday stuff at like eight and then we wouldn't be done until like noon that's rough it's a lot of churching i apologize on behalf of whoever decided to do that to you uh it's a lot of of church stuff and then we'd have kids of the kingdom on fridays which was the youth group and then on tuesdays in the eighth grade we'd have to learn our like it's not catechism because we weren't Catholic, but it's basically catechism where we'd learn in order to get our first communion. Yeah. Because you have to be special to eat Jesus. You do. And drink Jesus. I'm not special. No, you cannot eat nor drink Jesus. Nope. I don't can, want though. to. Don't want to. Jesus approved. Nope. I'm going to hell. <laughs> so am I. Uh-huh. And I did way less effort than you did. I mean, I feel like you should be like, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> I should go to a special group of hell. Uh-huh, yeah. Anyway, do. so uh, follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. Listen to us, preferably on our Overlord Spotify, oh, but yeah, wherever Spotify. you want to, and we're there. Yeah. Uh, when you tell your friends about Lax Historical Context. Tell them we said something interesting. Yeah.